Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Monday. Hope all of you are doing well. Uh, as always, Dave, how are you? You doing okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Yeah. It's Monday. Yeah. You know? We got the whole week in front of us. I wish the weekend was better. Uh, I'm a little frustrated after yesterday's NFL games. You know, it was kind of a sad slow motion, why isn't this getting better situation. And, and But, hey. You know, we'll get over it. Is there any... This is, I love when I do this. Yeah? Around me long enough, you get used to this sort of thing. Is there any way that a person could say that they're, that, that they're happy it's Monday, that they're doing well it's Monday, or Mondays are great, that you would believe them? Because it seems to me it's either total sarcasm, you're like, right, totally, I'm with you, or you're like, very funny... We know you're not like it's all. I don't know how anyone could possibly ever say it. I feel like I've worked with one or two people in my life that I might have believed, you know, on a Monday, like, hey, because that's just how they were every single day. Sure. And I don't think they were putting on like a happy face to stave off their clinical depression or anything. Like, (laughs) they really were extremely jolly people. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you did believe them, it would it would immediately make you suspicious of them, right? Right. <laughs> I think it would for me too. Just side eye, but it was just funny the way you said. It. I was like, okay, he's, for for a millisecond, I think I believed you, and I was like, wait a minute, no, we're good. That side, and, and then I don't think I would believe anybody Look, uh, if they did. I, this part of my day is never a, the bad part of my day. Oh, okay. same. Same. I like sports radio is easy in the grand scheme of things, man. I I, I love talking about sports with you fine people. And me. And, you're right, and yelling about bacon sometimes. That's right. <laughs> and pocket potatoes. <laughs> and potatoes or Australia. Or whatever else. Or wherever, yeah. Yeah, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux Falls, <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute since we had an update from Kangaroos. Sioux Falls. Oh, buddy. Yeah, we've done, we've, <laughs> we've covered many, many SPDs. spectrums. <laughs> I, look, the sports calendar sort of marches on un, undefeated here. But I will say... I, I'm not in the place where I want or I'm prepared emotionally for the measuring of hands. Just very quickly, I saw a tweet where somebody was talking about Michael Penix's hands at what the East West Shrine Bowl or the Senior Bowl or whatever Bowl. it is. Yeah. And like his hands are much bigger than someone normally. Ten and three eighths. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Okay. It's hand measurement season. I'm not ready for hand measurement yeah. season. <laughs> hand measurement season, baby. Because that's supposed to come after important things, and, but mentally. Nope. Nope. There it was on my timeline. Hand uh, measuring season gets early. measuring earlier. Michael Penix's hands, and I'm just like, God. But at least we, this time we heard it, and we're like, hey, it's a positive for one of the quarterbacks true. we like. Wouldn't it be funny, since I was just asking you if it was possible to say Monday is great in a way that's believable, for someone to have hands that are too big? <laughs> I, that's what I want. That's what I'm rooting for. I'm, many of you have proven yourselves to be incredibly faithful. Opening weekend of college football, I, th- I think at least 100 of you tweeted at me that somebody, two people had been on the field with the same number yeah. already, which is great. That, this is what I'm looking for now. I want one, pro- one quarterback in particular because that's what matters. Andre the Giant. I want one quarterback prospects where, where scouts were like, hands, enough already. You know, <laughs> like a, a little big. God, Shaq, can't shoot, even see the ball. Shaq shooting free throws. You're like, <laughs> Something his like big that. hands are really thwarting his ability to shoot free throws. <laughs> like he just can't let go of the ball. The gravity <laughs> right. is too high around his little meaty like hands. He's throwing a nerf. <laughs> like, like I do that's kinda, what I'm looking for. Now I want to see Andre the Giant. Holding Throw a football. regulation football because yeah. I just want to see what that would look like because a beer in his hand looks like a I don't know a thimble. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's 100 percent right. Yeah. Now we've got a lot uh, to get into here throughout the day. We'll open up the phones a little bit later on uh, here, but we'll talk about Louisville basketball. We'll talk about the Lions not completing the uh, Cinderella story, and we'll start. We'll talk about the Ravens. Uh, not completing their uh, their story either uh, this season, and unfortunately, we'll start with the Ravens, Dave. Uh, yeah, it was. Sometimes I think you watch sports, and while there are things the Ravens could have done differently and better, maybe I'm just hesitant to ever be too critical of the Ravens, which I don't think is really true. But I, I here, it felt to me like we all just kind of got our noses rubbed in thinking that the Chiefs weren't going to lose. Right, or we're going to lose. Excuse me. Yeah. Like we, th- it, in a weird way, it felt like we all deserved kind of just this harsh reminder that they did lose the one time to the Bengals, but other than that, in this moment, they're just they're all. It feels like they're always going to win this game, and they and they did it again. And it felt like it in the first ten minutes of that game. I was like, oh boy, the Ravens are really up against it. Yeah. So. This applies, I think, to both games uh, this weekend. I think that two teams looked like they hadn't been there before, you know, in Baltimore and Detroit, even though Baltimore, other iterations have obviously been there before. But the the league championship game is different. The Lions really hadn't been there before, and the Niners and the Chiefs largely had. You know, the Chiefs obviously they go there every year, pretty much. I mean, that's what they do uh, under Mahomes. And, and you could see it in certain ways. Like, I thought that – the Chiefs were goading the Ravens a little bit pregame and, and early on. I mean, Kelsey's a walking, taunting penalty, which is kind of funny that it ended up being Flowers that got – and he should have been. Like, it was it was a taunt. But it's funny how subjective that is and where the line is because Kelsey literally he taunts on every play that he gets a catch. You know, and, and they were goading him and they got him. You know, Zay Flowers kind of melted down a little bit, you know, and I thought that – on the uh, the defense in the first half was bad, but in the second half they really clamped down and they gave Baltimore's offense several chances to win that game or at least get back into it. Uh, obviously, the Zay Flowers fumble is a killer. It was an absolute killer. I think that was the game. 
I think if they score there, the the Ravens end up finding a way to win that game. I think it's going to turn out to be one of the all-time what-ifs. It was a momentum. Really it do. was the momentum yeah. of the game. It was a 10-point game, and they were about to score a touchdown to go down by a field goal. In the same way that I think the 49ers look back on their first Super Bowl against these Chiefs, yeah. where you have the third down, the post-corner route to Tariq Hill, yep. uh, where, where Mahomes asks for that play, remembers it, asks for it, they convert it. I mean, if the 49ers don't allow that play, they win that Super Bowl, and it's Maybe it's all different. I, I, same thing here. I think I'm with you 100%. They had settled down defensively, mm-hmm. and I think they were going to get the ball right back if they score there. And you just have no idea what that place is like. Realizing they're within one score, having scored again. And it, those moments like that where Flowers fumbles, uh, diving into the end zone like that, is is when it feels like it, there's something larger at play here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like you just can't help but feel like not only is the football team over there just better mm. than the football team over here and certainly better in these moments, but like God does not want them to lose. Right. <laughs> it, you can't help but feel that way when things like that happen. It's like, they're Lamar, good enough. They don't need that too. Lamar actually and then throws his worst pass of the game. You know, the next possession they get down there and he throws. Because I, honestly, like I think Lamar was off. A little bit yesterday, but we'll get into it. I think it had a lot to do with the offensive game plan they went in there with. And it seemed like Lamar was trying to get it all back on every play. And he was going deep a lot, and he was missing those throws by two or three yards. The commentators kept on pointing out, and they weren't wrong. <clears throat> that he was he was just a little off, you know, on those deep throws and they, they needed to find more underneath uh and take chunk yardage, but that one throw in the end zone ends up being the lasting impression that people have about Lamar in that game when he had made some good plays before that, but was just a, a, a few ticks off. But the bigger story for me <clears throat> and Lamar owns, I'm not, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. I, I, Lamar owns, he's a quarterback. He owns every loss and he wasn't good yesterday. He wasn't, he wasn't his normal self. He made a lot of plays, but he also missed a lot of plays. But I, I, I think the biggest overarching story from this is what the hell was Munkin doing? Like they, they kept. I kept seeing people on the timeline saying, "Well, no, the Chiefs are stopping the run." I said, "They're not stopping the run." Oh no, the Ravens, Baltimore's not trying to run the ball. The Ravens are practicing abstinence. Yes, exactly. It's very different. <laughs> That's what that was. It's very different. Like yes. you can't look at that box score after you watch that game. And I watched. You know, I, I was following it in the first half when I was at the women's game, and then got home in time for the second half. And then I went back and watched some of the first half that I missed. Like it's, they had six total rushing attempts by their running backs six they're the best rushing attack in the, in the league they had six how can you say that's the chief stopping the run that's todd munkin stopping the run and it doesn't make a lick of sense you know they go back to it and they they try once they didn't have two consecutive runs by the running back all game which how could you there was only six total wow the whole thing that is second just, one might be the the alt, like the, the starkest indicator of like how spacey they were about the game plan. It's just not how they'd been all year, right? And people were saying, "Well, I had somebody that was uh, confusing the hell out of me on like the the leaps they were taking." I just had to eject out of the conversation. But <laughs> basically, I, I said, "You know, they didn't do uh, they didn't play the way they played all year. They voluntarily stopped running the football." And he was like. So they made Lamar win the game, and he couldn't, and now you want to blame him. And it's like, no, that's that's not why they stopped running. They stopped running because they spaced. Like, I don't know what they did. That's the question for Todd Monk, and it's a question for John Harbaugh, too, because why at halftime do you not look him in the face and say, why aren't you running the football? 
Why aren't we trying to control this clock a little bit? Kansas City's running the football, even when they're not being successful. I think Pacheco was averaging, I think, less than three yards a carry. Yeah, I think he ended with 96 yards, or but he carried the ball 24, 24 times. And at one point in the middle of the third quarter, I think he had like 20 attempts for like 58 yards or something. You know what I mean? Like It wasn't like he was being... He wasn't breaking runs. He wasn't averaging five yards a carry, but he was salting away the clock. Their time of possession was like three to one at halftime. And they don't see anything wrong with that? How do you let somebody control the game like that? I mean, you take your entire offense out of rhythm when they just got three and out after three and out. Try to possess the ball and drive down the field and, and get your, your offense into a rhythm and get Lamar into a rhythm. And it's not to absolve Lamar of any blame. That's not what I'm doing. Because he absolutely didn't play well enough yesterday. He didn't. But to blame him completely for this is off, off base. But that's what's going to happen. You're the quarterback. You're going to own most of it. You just are. But uh, on the other side of it, when he finally breaks through and wins that Super Bowl, he's going to need to get all the credit. <laughs> Because I don't understand what they're doing offensively. I just I don't see how it's it's malpractice at that point when you look back and see that they got six six handoffs to the running backs six six carries. That's insane between both running backs, Gus Bus and 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 Hill, both of them. That's inc- that's incredible to me. It looked like. And I, I think that there are these – I don't know that every good team has to has to go through this. Uh, I think in the Chiefs' case, I think that they took some of their lumps under Alex Smith so that by the time Pat Mahomes stepped into that starting role, they had some playoff experience already that some of the other guys have not had to maybe go through. But sometimes when I'm watching a game like that, it's like here's a team that is utterly unfazed by the moment because they've been – desensitized to it in the best way they've been habituated to it really is the right word they've been made they're tempered they know how to handle these moments and then you had the ravens who i thought looked like they wanted nothing in the world more than to win that game and it showed on every single play and and i'm saying that in a way that's like not an advantage for them yeah you know like they seemed so wildly amped lamar himself well we remember say 2017 clemson you know he might be, Lamar Jackson, might be the first person I've ever believed that like their biggest problem is that they care too much. Yeah. <laughs> but like sometimes in these moments, he just rockets right past a, kind of an acceptable level of competitiveness and Hype. almost yeah. gets wrapped around himself sometimes. It's funny because some of the yeah, misses like were that. very similar to that game against Clemson where they were high. Yep. I remember that first series against Clemson, we threw the ball three times, and they were all three high. Yeah. And most of his, his deep throws against uh, Kansas City were a little long. Some of them were pretty close, but they were a little long. And, and that's – he was a little overhyped, but he also, he also made some big plays. And I feel like the, the narrative of this game would have been a lot different if Zay Flowers held onto that ball going in the end zone. I think that the rest of that game plays out differently. But that's an, that's a, an if. You have to make the plays in the moment. You know, Lamar could have made more plays. He could have played better. You know, and he'll he'll wear it because that's what quarterbacks do. Like they get all the credit and they get all the blame. On top of that, it's look, it's hard in the moment because I think virtually all of us wanted the Ravens and Lamar to to have this this kind of coronation moment and make it to a Super Bowl and all that. It's incredibly annoying how almost perfect Pat Mahomes is in 
the most critical of moments. The third down where he just sort of belched the ball out to Kelsey and he catches it and keeps the drive alive early in that game. I looked at Angel. I was like, he, they're never going to miss. Yeah. You know, and that is exactly how it felt. Uh, and, and there's almost like you can do almost you have no choice but to just sort of tip your cap. And that doesn't feel satisfying at all. But like in these moments, he in particular doesn't miss. Off the back foot, ices the game with that throw to uh, Valdez Scantling, who hadn't yep. done anything in the entire game. <laughs> but he trusted him and threw it, threw it up and, and, and hit him in stride. And I don't know. He, that's where he's in a category one of one. Yeah. And it used to be that like there would be these the younger generation of quarterbacks, and I would be like him and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, and these. And I just think he's in a different one because physically, he's as gifted as anybody. Uh, r- absurd arm strength, all the all the measurables. Not tall, but like it does, doesn't matter. Can very mobile, you know, different, all that stuff. But when it comes right down to it, like you have to make a everything is on the line kind of throw. The dude makes it. All the time, all the time. Yeah, he's like you said. The, the conversation has to start after him with quarterbacks. Like I think it already was, but if people don't don't understand that by now, like it doesn't matter what supporting cast you have around him, he's going to make it work. And once the playoffs come around, him and Andy Reid together is unstoppable. Pretty close to it. Like he's a, he's one. He is number one. Everybody else is fighting for second for quarterback in the NFL. In the conversation right now, in a time period where we have 10 to 12 quarterbacks that are in the conversation usually and that's but you start at number two with him it's funny there's a somewhat of parallel i was drawing yesterday and a texter kind of brought it up again it did feel a little bit like the brahm versus pitt you know where at the end of the game you look at and say how how do we he probably munkin's probably staring at the uh at the box score going how did i only give the ball to gus edwards and justice hill six times how did that happen and I, but my thing is, Brahms What's your the head coach. I don't know, like, because Brahms the head coach, he doesn't have anybody that can. I mean, obviously, like Brian, they have conversations, but ultimately Jeff's gonna sure make the yay or nay call. John Harbaugh could have taken Munkin, Todd Munkin, aside at any point and said, "Dude, what are you doing? Run the football." Do something else. Like we need to, we need our defense off the field a little bit in the first half here, because we've got one sustained drive, one good drive, and nothing else. You know, and even that wasn't that sustained. Of, you know, it wasn't that long of a drive. Like I, I, it's an eternal question for me. Like how I don't know if I'll ever know what they were thinking, because it's like they doubled down, then tripled down. Like yeah, you sure you panic when you get behind, but you weren't behind enough for it to be like that. Seventeen to seven at the end of the first half is not. It's not a big enough deficit, two scores, a field goal, and a, and a touchdown for you to panic. I mean, look what the Niners did in the second half against the Lions. And I realize the Chiefs are a better defense than the Lions, but that's the difference between acting like you've been there before and not. And it extends to the coaching staff. If you ask me for a theory on what happened here, uh, I, I would be willing to bet you any amount of money that they don't realize it right now. But the Chiefs going right down the field and scoring on that defense fragged all of them. Yeah. Uh, and and I think the Ravens just panicked. I just hate that. I mean, I think you're probably right. I just hate that explanation. Oh, sure. It doesn't feel any better to say it out loud. No. But I think the fact that the Chiefs went right down the field and scored and the Ravens played the entire game from behind 
even though never more than 10, but still behind, uh, they felt like they had to score all 10 points on every play. Yeah. And it's just that that's what it looked like. And it's been that way with Lamar every time when they've lost in the playoffs. And I hate that. Uh, but this was – I just – it sounds like a cop-out or like I don't want to be harsh on Lamar, but he's responsible for his part. But it, I, I mean this with 100% sincerity. I just felt like that game was way more about the Chiefs. And, and you, you know how we talk about sometimes with the ACC where we're like, the ACC is not very good in basketball this year. And really it's fine, but it's the wrong teams. Like if Duke and Carolina aren't good – then we just say, like, the ACC isn't good, right? Even though this year, ironically, they're the top two teams in the league. And but, like, you know what I'm talking still about when that happens. Yeah. Th- that's how I kind of feel about the Chiefs and defense. Like, Pat Mahomes is so good in moments that even when they're not, like, just setting the world on fire, they're heading to the Super Bowl having not allowed anyone to get score 30 points. Yeah. Not one time this year. They are spectacular on the defensive side. They can rush the quarterback, and they rushed very under control, never really let Lamar do a lot uh, last night. Carl Loftus was pissing me off. Absolutely. But, yeah. And they can cover. They covered so many times uh, last night that there just simply wasn't anyone open. Or they made great plays on the ball, like Snead and all these guys. Like, they can really cover. They can get after the quarterback. I mean, like, that's the job. Yeah. I just I thought that Munkin did a poor job of countering that. You know, like what? Stop! Just stop it. <laughs> I mean, we didn't see a uh, we didn't see a screen till the second half. You know, they got the ball into the running back's hands a few times through the air um, on back to back plays, and they were moving the ball. I thought that should have been a little bit more in the game plan because you had a little bit of soft coverage, uh, and the the flats were open quite a bit that game, and you could see it over and over again because Kansas City was laying back a little bit. You know, and like you could you could get. Five to ten yards on a running back completion almost every single time out, out to the side until they're forced to correct to that, and then maybe you can hit them over the top, you know. And that's the same way I felt about the running game. Like, dude, try to punish them. Like, they're obviously not coming after Lamar too hard in the first half, but they're cut. They're they're focusing on dropping and covering all their deep, all your deep uh, options. And man, it feels like you should be able to beat them up the middle a little bit. And it just never materialized they didn't try that's what killed me about it like if you had 20 attempts for like 34 yards like we tried it wasn't working we had to abandon the second half fine but you had three attempts in the first half or three attempts in the second half Texas if i remember that correctly you, lamar cannot stop taylor swift <laughs> she's inevitable can i say they had uh, jason kelsey was like in hell at that game he was by himself i know he was just a, little, a lot more subdued this week than last week I guess he didn't have any Baltimore fans to drink with, you know, like Bill's Mafia. I think he felt more at home up there. <laughs> You're probably right uh, about that. And he probably got a talking to from his wife. <laughs> I, I think that's also true. Like, you're sitting with your dad this week. Yeah, it's like you get, <laughs> like you get all the beers you get are coming through me. So profoundly uh, disappointed for the Ravens. And look, the, there's a, a lot of debate, I think, at this point about what they're going to – what their future is going to be like. But I, there's no denying, Dave. Like, they had beaten up on the Lions. They had beaten up on the 49ers. They had beaten up on a bunch of teams in the AFC. Uh, th- I don't think I don't know that their window is closed. I don't know that this was their only chance or any of that stuff. But in Lamar's NFL career up to this point, this is unquestionably was their best chance. For sure. And I, it's hard to imagine how it could have lined up any better than it is, has right now. We'll see. Like I, I, you know, can't predict the future. Uh, 
And there have been plenty of super successful quarterbacks who've taken this many years into their careers to get to a Super Bowl. Well, you paid many, all, like you name it. I don't have, to have that debate with any of you. But they 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 blew a gigantic opportunity. Easily yeah. the best of his career for sure. And 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 they're going to have to to that out because Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Josh Allen isn't going anywhere. You know who knows what Justin Herbert's going to look like with his new coach with Harbaugh in town, the Chargers. Like there's. CJ Stroud. I mean, who already won a playoff game his his rookie year. Like, we don't know what the AFC's going to look like. I have faith that the Ravens are a rock solid organization. They're much like the Steelers where they they never really go anywhere, at least not in the modern era. Yeah. Um I expect with Harbaugh and Lamar, they're going to and, and I think they figured out some stuff this year. They just abandoned like this is what I try to tell people. They figured out a lot of stuff this year and then they abandoned what they did all season. And kind of zagged, and it did not work out for them, you know. And I think that that they they should learn something from this. I know that people were, as much as they liked Munkin for most of the year, were angry yesterday. He got crushed. Everything I saw yeah. was furious with him, as they should be. It was confusing and dumbfounding. And I thought, like I said, it was coaching malpractice. It's the type of performance that people go, it might cost you your job. I don't think it will with him, but he was trying to catapult into a head coaching job, I think, off, off of this year. And I'm sure if they'd won the Super Bowl, he probably would have. Or maybe he still gets an offer. I know the the um, the Seahawks and the Commanders, it's widely accepted that they're trying to hire guys that are essentially one of the four teams left, you yeah. know, coordinators for one of the four teams left. But it's it was such a weird thing to watch. And I felt like I was taking crazy pills, just screaming at the TV, like, why aren't you running the football at all? Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm glad that we, we set Lamar loose this year and we let him, you know, explore the space a little bit as a passer. But you're doing yourself a disservice. It doesn't mean you just lean all the way into it. Like, most quarterbacks can't operate without a running game of some sort. And if that's if you're the number one rushing team in the league, you certainly shouldn't try to. By the way, the number of textures who are lighting you up for not mentioning Joe Burrow and naming all those quarterbacks. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's been hurt this year. My bad. You have to understand, Dave is but a, I agree. a lifelong Jets fan. He just doesn't think about quarterbacks. That's right. Oh, you know what I did earlier today? What would you do? I hit a clickbait article of uh, ranking the 27 Jets quarterbacks since 1990. <laughs> Who's the like worst it. one? I don't even remember what they listed at 27. I don't. Did Sage Rosenfels ever play there? It was starters. Oh, okay. It was the 27 players that have started games. So I got to go down memory lane with Brooks Bollinger, you know, and uh, Rick Meyer, who was one of the three quarterbacks Meyer, in that awesome 1996 season that ended 1-15. in I remember there was a short time where people were convinced he was going to be a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, coming out of Notre Dame, he was a serious star. He was the next big thing, and he did not end up panning out. He did at not. All. No, people just thought he was Joe Montana again. I'm trying to remember what was twenty. Who was twenty seventh? I know Browning Nagel was down there, but he wasn't twenty seventh. Uh, Couldn't have been good. Frank Reich was down there. Oof. He started a couple games in '96 as well. Uh, let's see. Now I don't remember who was who was twenty seventh, but like if this tells you all anything, they had. I think it was pre this season, but they had Zach Wilson like fifteenth, which I just disagree with vehemently. He should be lower. <laughs> I mean, I think the fact is he's the worst quarterback that's ever gotten that many starts, in my opinion. But what are you going to do? 
Mark Sanchez was number three, in case anybody wanted to know where my my franchise quarterback rankings are. But yes, Joe Burrow belongs in that group for all of you people lighting me up on the text line. Let's go ahead and take uh, a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, let's flip to the other side, mm. to the NFC. Equally disappointing to me in a different way. Uh, and I'm curious if people are really excited about this Super Bowl now. We'll talk about that and more here on the other side on The Drive on a Thunderbolt. Right back. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull, the phone lines. Let's open them up now. Open 80, them up! 8150-939, that's uh, the number if you want to get in here. 3831-939 for the uh, UPS jobs text line mm. if you want to hit us up that way as well dave there were a lot of storylines with both of these afc nfc championship games uh, a lot to <laughs> these have been two four of the best teams all year there were a bunch of really interesting storylines and some known teams and then some new faces and all all this and we somehow wound up with a rematch of teams that no one's really rooting for in either league. <laughs> Other than their fans, that's basically Yes, it. Like, like for me, I, I think this one did not, although it will be rather star-studded, there's no denying that, I don't, there aren't a lot, there are a lot of passionate admirers of either team. No, I mean, there's, uh, quite frankly, uh, everybody respects Mahomes as the best quarterback in the league, and Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends to ever do it. But nobody like Mahomes' public image or the, has taken a little bit of a hit the last couple of years. He's become more of a whiner in people's eyes. You know, he just he doesn't have the shiny, sparkly image he had a couple of years ago. Um, and Kelsey's always been borderline. Like people either love him or hate him. You know, and, and with Kelsey, I'm kind of like I like big personalities. I like big goofy tight ends. You know, but he is a habitual line stepper. You know, so I. I you know, there, there's a lot of star power, but not necessarily beloved stars at this point. <laughs> but all the Taylor Swift fans love Travis Kelsey, so maybe there's more of them than we know. By the way, awfully nice of him to wait until the AFC Championship game to find his uh, his midseason form. No kidding. He has looked uh, like a you know a, a diminished version of himself for yeah. the for the second half of the season, I would say. Uh, and waits until the AFC Championship game to be spectacular. Yeah, he was fantastic. Vintage Kelsey. Yes, yeah. Hey, like Thanks I, for nothing. Right. Thanks a lot. You couldn't yeah. keep that on the shelf, you know, for another week. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and, and and obviously the Niners have a big fan base, and and 
they have plenty of star power. I mean, there is more offensive weapons and stars on that team uh, that you could shake a stick at. And it, it's I, I the way I put it is this is the Super Bowl I was least like the the matchup I was least excited about. It doesn't mean it's not going to be a great game, and I'll be watching every minute of it. But I don't have a rooting interest really. I won't feel um, it like empathetic happiness or whatever for yeah. either team that wins. Yeah, like like I won't be able to enjoy their feelings. And I think I would have with either of the other two. The Niners have enough titles to last a lifetime. I don't care if it's been, you know, whatever. Don't care. That's right. Uh, and the Chiefs have had too many titles lately. <laughs> I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> it's doing nothing for me, man. It right? does nothing for Listen, me. I, I'm uh, Detroit would have been amazing to root for. They've That's, never been to a Super Bowl. I would have loved to root for them, and obviously I would have rooted harder for Lamar. That would have been the biggest rooting interest that I've ever had in the Super Bowl since I was born because the Jets have been in the AFC Championship game three times in my adult life and nothing else. They've never been to the Super Bowl since since, since 1969. They haven't been in the Super Bowl. This would have been the most like actual invested I would have been in the Super Bowl ever if Baltimore had made it, and... Now I'm just kind of like, eh, it's the Super Bowl. I'll watch it. And I will love the high-quality football that we're going to get. And I'm a big Andy Reid guy, you know, regardless of what else happens. And, like, I, I am a respecter of Pat Mahomes. I think he's an incredible player and the best quarterback in the league. And I like watching excellence. But they've already got two titles since since Mahomes has come there. I don't really care if they win a third. Do but you- I like Andy Reid a lot. We are in the position of, of either Patrick Mahomes' annoying brother. I don't even think about him Gets anymore, to bro. be happy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> or that idiot girl who said she wants her quarterbacks to be more quarterbacky gets to be happy. Like, think about that. I don't want to think about it. Right? How did how did she end up being right at the end at the end? Of the oh, day? I love that. It, I saw Ben Malik tweeted that earlier. He's like, she ended up being right. No, he, no, she did. No, she's not not right. He was he's still the best player in the league this year. It's okay. Most valuable player. Doing right. This is what I mean about this being such a, an unsatisfying matchup because one of those two is going to be like totally validated in every annoying thing they do. Right. Well, that's 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 the problem with. All of these conversations these days is that if you don't win a Super Bowl, you're just your entire season is you wasted your time. Yeah, you wasted your time, and all these people were right about you. It's like, yeah, all right, you know how many quarterbacks active in the league right now have a Super Bowl title? Was it four? Like as starters? Yeah, yeah, starters. That's it. Wow, I think it's four. Might be five. I it's think I think you're right, Biscuit. I think it's yeah, four. It's, it's Stafford, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, uh, Mahomes and uh, Flacco. So I think it's five. Flacco. Stafford, Flacco. said Stafford. Mahomes, Wilson. Rogers. Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. Yeah, Rogers yeah. yeah, Rogers is the fifth. You forget the Jets one. <laughs> because he hasn't played four snaps for the Jets. That's it. He has. He doesn't feel like Come he's on, my starting fun. quarterback, Mark. And of course, it's funny. <laughs> like it's perfect that I forgot him. Biscuit, I do have to ask. Besides the whole moment of him coming out with the American flag, is the second best moment of this season was when uh, the Wu Tang Clan came to practice on Hard Knocks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> that was my favorite part of Hard Knocks. <laughs> All right, so a texture is uh, absolutely busting my ass for not being a big fan of uh, Brock Purdy. Oh, is this the guy from last week? Yep. Okay, cool. Yep, and he's taking his victory lap, and you know what? He deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah. Here's what he said. Mr. Ennis, you said last week my text ticked you off. You claimed Purdy was a statue QB. I don't remember saying that, but okay. I simply said you'd never really watched him play. If you think that, QB mobility is not yards ran only downfield. It's your ability in the pocket to scramble sideline to sideline escapability. Uh, be humble enough and have the kahunas, which is interesting, to admit you were wrong. I'm not wrong about Brock Purdy, but they totally won the game. <laughs> I was not owning it at all. I'm not wrong about him, <laughs> but they won. I mean, I'll, I'll eat that. So I uh, I agreed with the texture that he was he was more mobile I'll than you it. were giving him credit for. Eh. I said that last week. I also, but he also said that he was one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league, and yeah. that's where we pushed against him. Right. And I agreed that he was not. Uh, but he's definitely mobile. Like almost all the quarterbacks in the league are mobile. The ones that aren't mobile are a uh, extreme minority. Yeah. Uh, but. Did Purdy's a good quarterback? I said last week that I thought he was a good quarterback, though, so I think that's why it was directed no, at you. I'm surprised. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't heard more from people who said that that I called Shanahan Satterfield, <laughs> and I haven't heard from any of you. And I thought that I would uh, th- that you know they had not come back from anything. The statistics of Shanahan going into the fourth quarter down, uh, and instead of any of that sort of playing out and the Lions literally having Shanahan exactly where you want them, mm-hmm. they blow a, a seven a seventeen point lead in the third quarter. Yeah, uh, and, and look, With a Dan couple of Campbell, very questionable decisions. Dan yeah. Campbell's taking a beating today. Yeah, uh, for some of those fourth down decisions. Uh, how many times on this show do have I say like you hire a guy to let him be himself? Yeah, and I know that for a lot of coaches, it is a it's. You know, when you're results oriented and you're evaluating whether you made the right decision or not, you know, it, you get a lot different results in, 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 hey, was this the right decision or not, than making the decision in the moment probabilistically, like, hey, what's the best decision for us to make right here? And it's, you know, hindsight is very easy to sort of be critical of him at times, but I know in Dan Campbell's mind, we've played a certain way all year. What would it say to the team if I backed out of it right now? But it didn't work. And these are the – I don't – I saw Rex Ryan talking about this this morning. He said losing in the conference championship games is the worst of all of them. And he did it twice for the Jets. Right. Well, he was talking firsthand. But basically, he's like, you know what you get for that? Nothing. Yeah. Like, you are agonizingly close to everything you've ever wanted, but you haven't actually accomplished anything. And that it seems to linger. When you get that close, and just speaking as a fan, like the Bucks have won the Super Bowl twice, but that a, NFC Championship game loss to the the Rams with Ricky Pearl catching the touchdown, like I, I'm still mad about that. Nobody remembers that stuff. Yeah. You're you're absolutely right. Like that's why. But like I said earlier, the Jets have been to the AFC Championship game three times in my adult life, but nobody hardly remembers that because they haven't made the Super Bowl. Since 1969, that's how it, like people remember the Super Bowl contestants. They remember the 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 Super Bowl winner and the Super Bowl loser. Those teams are are, are imprinted on their minds. No matter if they get blown out. I mean, I remember when the Niners beat the hell out of the Chargers in 1994. Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday, and the Chargers got beat by 30. 
But I still remember they were the ones that got beat like they stole something. You know, yeah. like you always remember who was in the Super Bowl, but you don't really remember who loses in the AFC Championship game or the NFC Championship game. He's absolutely right. Like you don't really get the flowers for that, uh, even though it's like and not to bring it all the way back. But that's why Sanchez has more playoff wins than any other quarterback in Jets history, hmm. which is sad. But he did it over a two-year period because he. They uh, were a wild card team both years and made it to the AFC Championship game. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pathetic, but it's also crazy. What did you think of the uh, the fourth downs and and such? I don't know, man. I think you kicked the field goal on one on on that one. Yeah. Um, but the two, it just I I agree with you. You don't change who you are. But there's something. That's beside, what I that's what I think he was doing though. I think Dan Campbell was worried. That like if they got more conservative in that moment, it would sort of be the team would panic. Yeah, you know, like hey, yeah, like we oh, get why more, is he changing? He uh, like he's uptight, we're uptight. But and, this, at the same time, you got to stop the bleeding. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it was a unique situation where it's like you got to get points on the board just to stop the momentum right now that the Niners have. I understand, like you've got to be who you are, and you don't want to change it up too much. But in that moment. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but at that moment, I feel like you have to you have to get points on the board at some point. I think I might like Shanahan more if he would stop wearing like a flat built hat. It really bothers me. I don't like it. What Shanahan? Like, I don't like his flat built hat. I know you don't, and I, t- I I I understand what you're saying. He has a little bit of a curve in it, not enough of a curve. That's right. Flat bills are tough for people over like twenty five. Or thirty, maybe if we're being you know a little more liberal with it. I, yeah, the I, older I get, the, the wider I'll, I'll let any of those other categories be. That's, that's right. right. Like some people look at me funny. Like who I qualifies wear, as a kid just keeps getting bigger. Right, bigger. right, right. <laughs> if I wear one of my beloved minor league hats backwards, sometimes I get side eyed. I'm like, come on, like, who are you calling coward? Like I'm not a, yeah. I'm not the quarterback of your favorite team. Just leave me alone. <laughs> were you surprised to hear Dan Cam- uh, Campbell after the game? talk so freely about how like this might have been our one chance that was odd to me like okay not, what'd you make of that i don't know like it's it's maybe it was too much candor for some people but it's the truth you know they have a lot of free agents this offseason like it may the end may come closer like come quicker than anybody would have thought for the for the lions chance at a super bowl but they could retool you know and, and be back stronger than ever next year but that's the reality especially with teams that don't have like 10 15 years sustained success is that you sometimes only get one real shot at it especially in a league with with juggernaut franchises that don't go anywhere or quarterback coach combinations that don't go anywhere and now it feels like the niners have found their their guy they want to roll with with brock purdy like this this could be an uphill battle every single year going forward I mean, it's we've talked about it before. Marino, did he ever think that was going to be his one shot? Right, right, right. Going almost immediately, and then never having another shot at it. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about, and that's kind of the object example every time that that people talk about maybe only getting one or two good shots at the Super Bowl. That's what you point at. Yeah, and Marino. On, and on the NFC side, you say to yourself, like, hey, you know, I don't know when it'll be this put together. Uh, but I hope that you get other opportunities, or I hope we get other opportunities uh, down the line in their careers. But if you're in the AFC, like you are going to have to just sort of have a reckoning with yourself. How much longer are we are we, are we going to sit here and try to compete with with Pat Mahomes? Yeah, uh, and or especially when you consider 
there were six years in a row in the AFC Championship game, and all of those good quarterbacks, only one of them gets to play him in the AFC Championship game every year. <laughs> <laughs> seemingly, uh, but it's hard to it's hard to envision how many more years like they'll be this vulnerable. The Chiefs, and it it really doesn't seem totally fair that they got way younger on defense. Yeah, and in the year where they became totally vulnerable offensively, they they settled into one of the best defenses in the NFL, yeah. and especially one who's like at basic good at the biggest thing, which is rushing the passer and covering receivers. But it, if we could play it real quick here, Dan Campbell after the game asked if like this was their best opportunity. Here's what he said. This may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware, and it'll be it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole nother thing, once we get the off season, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. Some frank honesty uh, from him. And what I think was interesting about that comment there at the very end, uh, he doesn't believe it. I think it's important that he say that he says that part, uh, but identifying uh, the the desperation that they had it, I wonder if he's worried that it that they primarily rode the newness of all of this yeah like they can't capture that again next mm-hmm. year that I think that 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 might be just his his honesty coming out you know he's just a an honest person to his core so when he's he's going to be a little more candid in those postseason conference or those postseason press conferences and quite frankly most coaches would probably agree with him, with very few exceptions. So it's like it's hard to, to capture lightning in a bottle two years in a row, especially when personnel is going to change this offseason. It is. Uh, they're going to have a tough time holding on to everybody that they got to re-sign this year. You know? and, and that's the struggle in the NFL in the non-Brady effect where people aren't taking pay cuts to come play for you. You know, it's it's – it's hard to compete year to year. It's hard to to retain your roster and go out. You have to draft really, really well every year uh, to bring in young talent that you can pay at a discounted rookie rate. You know, a I couple think, of years. I think it's really hard to get people and fans and everything to understand just how hard it is to get everything lined up right to win a Super Bowl uh, when you have over the last thirty years. 20 of them have basically just been Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes. Right. <laughs> like, you have two guys who are just there, like, all the freaking time. And you're like, what do you mean it's hard? What are you talking about? I don't know what you mean. You have Andy Reid and Bill Belichick have, like, half the Super Bowls from our lifetime. Which is wild. But they are ridiculous, not – And that's just talking it's about not, It's not hard. You know, like, honestly. Like, and Andy Reid obviously went to, to Super Bowls at when he was at Philly, uh, Donovan McNabb. But in the AFC, there's been – how many Super Bowls from Belichick and how many Super Bowls from Andy Rio? What did they go seven and two and super seven and three, seven and three in Super Bowls? So it's been sixteen of the last twenty three appearances in the AFC are from two coaches. Sixteen of twenty three. <laughs> That's or two, and two quarterbacks. Yeah. Then you throw in Peyton, you know, who had and, one, and they played four. each other once, right? But he had he had four yeah. appearances, right? Two with the two with Denver and two with the. Um, I mean that's gosh that's 20 <laughs> actually Mahomes hasn't been to six Super Bowls he's been to 
Six AFC championship. AFC championship games. Yeah. So right. we're, we're massively. But like you there. just have a couple of uh, franchises, a couple of quarterbacks, a couple of coaches who just yeah. run up these absurd uh, resumes and then you're at the same time trying to t- remind everyone else guys this is actually very difficult yeah <laughs> it's just it just turns out it's real easy for those yeah couple of people sometimes you catch like like we said bill belichick hasn't been uber successful outside of tom brady it's just that tom brady encompasses almost his entire career and sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle like that where you've got the perfect coach and the perfect quarterback it happens it, but it is funny to look back on like the previous era of the nfl it was Will Brady and the Patriots win? Okay, no. Who's going to have a chance to like squeeze in and just, the window's open, get one. Yeah. It's sort of like with, with the Jordan and the Bulls. Where I was like, uh, get it now while you can. And Hakeem came in and got both of them. And so like over the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady era, you know, Joe Flacco squeezes through and Aaron Rodgers squeezes one through. Yeah. You know, and, and now I guess we're sitting in Russell this. Wilson. Yeah, yeah we're, in, we're in the same thing now with Mahomes. Yeah, but we went straight into it with Mahomes. Right. Like there was a little bit of overlap, and then Mahomes took over in the AFC. And I think you're seeing it now, though, the same thing, not necessarily to the same extent, but that happened with – Roethlisberger. Well, yeah, Roethlisberger. We should we should mention the fact that he was – yeah, he got himself a few. But um, the same thing that happened with Belichick and, and Brady getting together with Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes. Like Mahomes doesn't necessarily – I mean, I think his talent was undeniable. I don't, I don't know if he pops like this if he went to a different team. Who? Mahomes. I'm saying, like, I think his talent's undeniable, but mm. I think it's perfect that he ended up with Andy Reid and the Chiefs. You know, he had a year to sit and then came in and, and, and dominated the league. I mean, I think, like I said, his talent's undeniable, but I think this was the perfect situation for him. Like, he'd have been great anywhere. But he's all time great. Oh sure. Immediately with the Chiefs. You know? I think the same is true of Lamar with the Ravens. Like I don't know he could have gone anywhere better. I don't disagree with that. And I would hate to see Lamar. I still a- think Roman held him back <laughs> the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, th- that might have been great training wheels at first. Yeah. Uh, and no more. Uh, and look, I would have hate I would have hated to see what how that would have gone for Lamar in a in a locker room with total disarray. I don't know how well Lamar would, would handle that. Mm-hmm. But he also has a way of keeping locker rooms from being in disarray like he, he's a factor in that uh and, and i i will never forget that uh, multiple players telling me you know in, in 2018 what went wrong louisville players and like well lamar and jair left yeah that even as bobby you know had short-circuited you know and all of his worst characteristics kind of just all came to the surface in that 2018 season that there were a whole lot of players who looked at each other and were like there's no one to be afraid of letting down this year with Lamar and Jair there. Like they were afraid of doing that. So Lamar is kind of a, uh, he's a healthy factor in the same locker room. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I think he'll, he'll stay that way. That's natural leadership, you know, where if you show up and you, uh, you show accountability for yourself, you know, and you're, you're you naturally draw people to you and that was that's lamar that's jair like they held themselves to a certain level of accountability and play and when they didn't reach it for themselves they're hard on themselves they're definitely hard on you if you didn't do what you're supposed to do so look i i this it's not even that like they have to be hard on you but people 
feel like they're letting you down. Yeah. If they don't play to their best of their ability. Yeah, it activates something in them yeah. to not want to let you down, even if you don't say anything or if you're not like a jerk about it, uh, that that sort of thing. And I definitely think that he has that uh, and elevates locker rooms. But you know who else has it? Freaking Patrick Mahomes. No one wants to be the guy yeah. that lets that guy down either. Uh, and, Especially with the rings he's got. You know, Lamar's I mean? like just he's... chasing a Super Bowl in an era where that guy is probably the best ever. He's setting up individual for people aren't even really shying from the conversation anymore. You know, like where it's he hasn't been around very long, so people really have a hard time comparing six or seven years to a whole twenty-year career. But the truth is, he's doing things quicker and at a, at a better than other people that he's compared to, whether it's Montana or Brady. It's undeniable that he's the catalyst like early in Brady's career. He wasn't that way. Um, this was, has been Mahomes since day one. You know, he threw 40 touchdowns as a rookie, you know, like that's, that's the guy he is. That's the player he is. Do you have an early just gut reaction to what the Super Bowl is? Like how you, you Chiefs are going to probably win. Yeah. I think you'd be silly at this point to pick against them. Yeah. I, I, I think that the lions really cough that away. That's not to take anything away from the Niners. You know, they they came back, yeah. which is something I didn't think they could do in that I situation. Agree. I didn't either. Um, but it was like a slow motion train wreck <laughs> watching that all happen. Uh, it was sad to watch. But I think the Chiefs probably win. There's no reason to believe they won't. It should be a good game, though. Yeah, I, I, but it is, I think it'll be a great game, but I won't be – Excited about the storylines heading no. into it. There's one storyline that everybody's going to talk about. It's Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was about to say, like, are you going to say what it is? Or it's Taylor Swift. I didn't think that they went overboard in this game. No, they didn't. But I'm not somebody who's like overly bothered by it. I'm not either. So, like, and I, I wish I'm, no one was. I don't. I probably. I, I do. So I don't really like count the appearances or whatever. Um. But, yeah, it's definitely something they're going to talk about quite a bit or show her. I mean, she's going to be a prop bet. In the same way that Giselle was? Yeah, she was Tom a prop Brady. bet. Like, that's very, very normal. Yeah. When I say prop bet, they'll, they'll do the over how bet. many times yeah. that, that they show her in the box. I mean, that's what they did with Giselle. Whenever there's a storyline like this, they, they do those type of over-unders on the props. Or moms and dads. I always wondered about – the when it comes to Super Bowl props about the how they safeguard against just like some straight old manipulation. You know, like yep. like how do you not go to and maybe they just limit how much you can bet on these things, but like how do you not go to Reba? And they're like, take your time. Take your time, yeah. We're all betting the over. If there's ever a big bet on those props, I know they take them off the board. Like a, it, and I don't know what the limit is, but it's happened in the past where they they just straight take a prop that has some kind of human element in it. That can absolutely 100% be controlled. That's not on field. Uh, they take that, like the color of Gatorade. That's something that can be bet on. I mean, somebody knows that. Period. There's no safeguard. Somebody mixed the Gatorade. So somebody knows it. If you're willing to risk your career, you know, as the on the, the training staff for the Chiefs. You could get inside information there. It wouldn't be that hard. But if somebody came rolling in with a $6 million bet on the, co the color of Gatorade, yeah, they're not going to take, they're that, not gonna bet, take right? that bet. They're going to yeah. take it off the board. Now, if a bunch of different people put in like $5,000 bets on the color of Gatorade, they'd probably get suspicious. It would take a little bit longer. But they would probably take the ball. The, it would take, they would take that off the board too.
Yeah, I, I've just always thought that that was rife. Yeah. You know, just it's always set up to for corruption, and it never seems to happen. Maybe the national no anthem, like much. it seems like that's the what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, Reba, Reba, it seems like the like, easiest thing ever. Like, let's just knock like, it out here. I'll bet like, the under. Come on, you all know. Like Christina Aguilera is never going under anyway, you know. But if you like went up to her and was like, "Hey, Christina, I want you really hold that last <laughs> for as long as possible." You can manipulate it. Text her into the UPS shop section. Send a, a map of the United States with who in America is rooting, who America is rooting for in the Super Bowl. It's like Northern California is rooting for the 49ers. Missouri and Kansas are rooting for the Chiefs, and everyone else like, can they both lose? <laughs> Which I think is probably how most people feel uh, about this one. Uh, you'll be mad. Some someone has to not lose this Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Are you sure? Can we get a tie up in here? It's like it's like Trump versus Biden probably coming up on the next election. Like, oh, we kinda, I, I saw. We kind of already expect it, but no one wants this. No one really wants this at all. No, I saw. I saw someone actually uh, uh, tweet the meme out with the two of them debating, and it was like the Super Bowl no one asked for, basically. Uh, yeah. Which is, yeah, this is the the rematch we <laughs> none of us have been craving. Uh, at this point. All right. Tanner just, I think, really wants to turn this thing into politics every single time, doesn't he? It's Fox News, baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying his hardest there. to derail us. <laughs> and I'll show you how committed I am to not delving into that sort of thing. We're going to talk about Louisville basketball on the other side. Oh! Here. On the drive on a Thunderbolt. Bam, bam.